Okay. So say hello and welcome to Sleepover Talks. I'm your host, Christina. In this episode, we have Layla. She's a Catholic blogger. I'm so excited to have her on for this episode to talk about faith and dating and, of course, blogging. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Layla, can you give the audience a one-minute bio and a fun fact about you? Yes. Well, first of all, Christina... <laughs> just really appreciate you having me on here. It was such an honor when uh, you reached out to me and asked. So excited to get to talk to you a little bit today and share my story with your audience. Um, Yeah, so a short little one-minute bio about me is that I actually grew up in a Protestant household and home. And then my senior year of high school, I converted to Catholicism. Oh, wow. So um, what I have really found my passion to be is to help kind of bridge the gap between Catholics and Protestants because both sides, there's a lot of misunderstanding Mm -hmm. and kind of ignorance from both sides. Um, Just because a lot of people haven't been introduced Mm -hmm. well enough or accurately enough to the other side. Um, And so I like to, you know, write blog posts about my experiences and share what the church actually teaches. Uh, And then a fun fact about me is that... I have dislocated my kneecap three times. Oh, wow. That is a fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Is it fun, though? Is it? I mean, I've never, like, broken a bone or had anything like that. So, at least, maybe only Oh, man. Knock on wood. Knock (laughs) on wood. Watch. I'll be like, Layla, I broke something. (laughs) That's so crazy. So, what happened during those three times? Did you, like... You know, how to do the same procedure or so the first <laughs> so I played soccer um mm-hmm. growing up and then in college. Oh, okay. And so the first time I dislocated I popped it back in myself. Oh shoot. Yeah. And then the second time it happened, my brace popped it back in, but then I had to get surgery. Uh-huh. And then the third time that it happened, I think it just went back in like on its own. <laughs> but I had to get I was surgery like, hey. again. Yeah, so hopefully, now I'm knocking on some wood. Hopefully, yeah, we are that good doesn't happen. to go. Yeah, <laughs> that's so scary. Okay, um, can you tell the audience um, a little bit about your blog and what it, you know, how you started and your faith and what it means to you? Yes, so um, I started this blog and when did this start? Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I want to say like probably February, February, March area I started. I had graduated from college and I didn't have a job lined up. So I was really trusting in the Lord to open doors for me. And then in the meantime, you know, I was just applying to every, every job that I could and to help pass the time and give Mm -hmm. me something to do. I started this blog that I had actually felt the Lord calling me to do for a while, but kind of pushed it off because I didn't have the time. And then I finally didn't have the excuse of not having enough time because all I had was free time on my hands. Um, So I started this blog and it's really just a way to educate Catholics and non-Catholics on what Catholicism really teaches mm-hmm. instead of people believing what the media tells you or what your Catholic cousin tells you who hasn't been to mass in, you know, the last 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that is kind of the blog in a nutshell. And I'm just really passionate about educating people on the truth. And so that's what I try to do with my blog. 
that's good that you have your blog like that because I definitely feel like the Catholic Church because I've been Catholic my whole life and of course I had seasons where I wasn't like you know the best Catholic you know and I there's been a lot of judgment especially like mm. from close friends or people and it kind of hurts me and I I accept this sometimes at the same time kind of just like I want to send you an article and read and when I do they don't really read it. how would you respond to someone that's like that and what ways can you like send them an article like not to be like pushy I guess I don't know how to explain it correctly but yeah so are you talking about when if someone just has a question or if they're kind of like coming yeah, at you like, yeah you know like how they say oh Catholics you know you have to you know pray the rosary or you have to do this or you'll go to hell mm. kind of thing like how how would you like say oh that's not true like (laughs) you know what I mean yes um I have definitely had my fair share of those conversations Mm -hmm. especially uh people who I had grown up with who were Protestants Mm -hmm. or my Protestant church once it was once it was known that I was Catholic I was Mm -hmm. um I had a lot of those conversations (laughs) a lot of people were trying to kind of revert me back to the Protestant faith, right? You know, don't you know that Catholics pray to Mary? Don't you know that Catholics think that you're saved by your works? Don't you know that Catholics worship the Pope, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the first thing to kind of take note on is that they are saying these things not because they hate you or are against you, Mm -hmm. but they're saying this because that's what they had always believed about Catholicism. And so they're truly like they, they are truly caring for your soul and they're doing that by the only way that they know how, by making you aware of, of what they think Catholicism is. Unfortunately, yeah. they don't, they are well, they are misinformed. Um, so the allegations that they have against Catholicism in response to, you know, the rosary or Mary or purgatory, et cetera, mm-hmm. is typically not accurate. And so just mm-hmm. coming from a place of grace it's important to educate them on the truth by saying, you know, like, I understand where you're coming from. It's really easy to get confused. But in reality, we believe this. Um, So it's important to kind of, you know, to know your faith well enough to be able to defend Mm -hmm. it and answer it. But also take heart that no one is able to answer every single question about Catholicism because there is so much. We you know, we started with Christ. So there's so much history with us and there's so much, there's so many different teachings and Mm -hmm. there's so many, um, you know, so many different, or there's so much reasoning behind our teachings that there's just no way to know it all and to be able to articulate it well to everyone. So take heart that if you don't know the answer, you can just say like, Hey, that's a great question. And unfortunately I'm not able to answer that well, but let me go find the answer for you because I know that answer is out there and I will yeah. like, I will then send you a link or I will give you a great podcast to listen to, um, or a YouTube video to watch. Those are always helpful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so can we talk about the difference in the Catholic faith and the Christian faith? I feel like a lot of people misunderstand what they mean in our beliefs. I know we're just talking about that right now, but a lot of people have misconceptions, like, you know, how I, how I said, you know, we have the Virgin Mary, mm-hmm. and we pray, and the Christian faith, they have basically just the cross without Jesus' body, so do you want to explain a little bit, like, why ours is different than theirs? Oh, what a freaking great <laughs> question, Christina. Okay, so I first kind of want to, I first mm-hmm. want to start in, 
debunk something that a lot of people will say, um, like, you know, I'm not Christian, I'm Catholic, or they will say, oh, you're Catholic, Um, so you're not a Christian. Right. Or they'll be like, I'm a Catholic Christian. It's very confusing. And it makes people think that Catholics are not Christians, but that could not be farther away from the truth because we as Catholics were actually the first Christians. So Mm -hmm. Protestantism didn't even come about until Martin Luther and the Reformation. So, you know, for thousands, thousands of years before that, we were the sole Christians. So when we talk about the difference in the Catholic faith and the Christian faith, it really should be more what is the difference between the Catholic faith and the Protestant faith. Both are, Mm -hmm. both are Christians. Um, However, we do have different beliefs and we have different rituals and traditions and there is actually quite a few differences but I would say that the main differences is the Eucharist so Catholics believing Mm -hmm. that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist whereas Protestants believe that that is a symbol um you know a symbol of the last supper and Mm -hmm. then also the importance of the communion of saints catholics have an emphasis Mm -hmm. on this communion of saints of yeah looking to not only jesus but also to other holy examples i think that Mm -hmm. that can be a very common misunderstanding that our protestant brothers and sisters have to have of us because they think that we are worshiping them but we are not worshiping them we are simply looking to them as a great example similar to how a golfer would look at Tiger Root, Tiger Root, Tiger Woods, and say, <laughs> and say, um, you know, he's a great golfer. I want to be like him. I can look at. It's kind of they're kind of like our guys. Yes, yeah. yes, Christina, that is such a great way of putting mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, Jesus mm-hmm. is our ultimate example. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if there's you know a saint that has maybe a similar testimony to you, it can mm-hmm. be a great guide to you, like. For example, being yes. a Protestant, I look at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton a lot because she also oh, okay. was a convert. And so I can look mm-hmm. at her life and be like, you know, she was able to do this. I can do it too. Yeah. Um, yeah see, like a lot of the saints, because I remember in catechism, like that was like obviously a long time ago, but I remember learning so much about the saints and thinking like, they're like real people just like us. At first I was like, really? Oh. They are? You know, like when you're young, you like question yes. that kind of thing. You're like, wait, they really had real stories. They worked. They did this. But how would you explain what saints are? If, like, someone's listening and, like, what the heck is a saint? Like, what does it mean? Like, you <laughs> yes, know? that is a good clarifying question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. for everyone that's listening and that is confused, a saint is anyone <clears throat> who is in heaven. So a saint could be your grandmother. It could be your great aunt. Or, or and it could be St. Paul the Apostle. Or it could be, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mar- Mary, uh, mother, mm-hmm. mother of Jesus. So there are trying to word this in a way that's really easy to explain, <laughs> and that is a, that is uh, efficient. That <laughs> um, then again, we don't just walk around and say that anyone was a is a saint. Yeah simply because we do take that title very seriously. And Mm -hmm. so there is a whole canonization process that the church has in determining and establishing that someone is an official saint. Mm 
such as they had to live a, re- a holy life. There have to be miracles attributed to their names, etc. cetera. Um, but St. Saint Ther- Saint Teresa. Yes, she was. Saint yes, she was recently canonized and there was this whole process yeah. for it. And mm-hmm. but she could be as much of a saint is as my grandmother who just passed away. Mm-hmm. So I'm so sorry. About thank that. you. Thank you. But um, yeah, so that is essentially what a saint is. And we are able to pray to them, asking them to pray for us, actually. So we don't pray to them for them to work the miracles. We'll pray to them to be like, hey, will you please, because you're in heaven and you are so much closer Mm -hmm. to Jesus than I am, will you please pray for me in this trial that I have going on, in this hardship that I'm currently facing? And it's the same thing Mm -hmm. as if I were to go to you, Christina, and say, hey, you know, I'm really struggling with X, Y, Z. Will you pray for me? It's the same exact thing. We as Catholics believe that death cannot separate us from the body of Christ, from each other. Yeah. Can we go more into detail about your journey and your faith? Like, how is your prayer life? And have you done any fasting? Yes. Yes, we can go into detail. (laughs) (laughs) So that is such a great way of really explaining it, Christina, of how it's Mm -hmm. a journey Mm -hmm. and different Mm -hmm. seasons kind of call for different things. Yep. Like uh, currently I've been able to be, I've been blessed to be able to go to daily mass and daily adoration. And that's been such, yes, it's been such a big blessing in my life. And I know that that's something that I'm able to take advantage of now as a young single person. And, you know, that, mm-hmm. that is something that I probably won't be able to have once I'm you know married or with kids. So kind of just yeah, thinking of it as a journey and mm-hmm. taking advantage of the time and opportunities that God has given me to grow closer to him where I'm at right now. So I'm currently, as I mentioned, um, going to adoration and daily mass. I try to hit it. I wish I was more consistent in it. I try to hit it like three <laughs> times a week. Um, sometimes I'm able to hit it all five, but that, that is rare because it's very early in the morning. But... It happens. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> um, and I really like to uh, journal. So I really mm-hmm. like to journal. And then I also really like to read scripture. And I typically just pick like a book of the Bible and I read a chapter a day. I don't have really any science we, behind it. We, we are literally twins. I honestly started journaling oh. this year. And my boyfriend, he he does journaling too. So it's been such a great help because I usually don't really – I'm more like, let me hold my feelings in. Let me just, yes. like, you know, do that. But I've just been, like, it's such it's been such a hard year. Oh. So I just write out my feelings and do, like, my prayer. Yeah. And, like, I download the, day, the daily Bible app, which gives you, like, a little scripture okay. each day. And I also do a um, – I don't know if you know Blessed is She, yes. which is a community. And they send daily devotions. So I read those. Oh, my so gosh. That's like awesome. Okay. Too. So let me ask you, yeah. Christina, how uh-huh. – you know, I've been kind of struggling with my journaling. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. I will just write out everything and it's kind of like word vomit mm-hmm. on God. And I mm-hmm. have found yeah. myself that it's hard for me then to like take a moment and really listen mm-hmm. to him in return. You know, I am yeah. I'm a huge talker as you and your listeners have noticed <laughs> through this through this episode. Yeah. But it, so it's hard for me to kind of be like, okay, Leela, take a step back. Like you just wrote everything down and God listened. Mm-hmm. Now it's your turn to listen in return. What has that looked like for mm-hmm. you? 
Honestly, I, I, when I first started journaling, I was just like you, I would just write whatever mm-hmm. I was feeling, but I usually just I'm like, God, let me pray. I just pray and like whatever I'm feeling in my heart, you know, like while my heart is heavy, while I feel like for the country, like with the current election, while I'm, I'm struggling for like the preschool position, but I, you know, I think I pretty much got it. Just stuff like that. I write, but I've pray about it first or I worship yeah. and that helps me think clearly okay. especially when we're with worshiping I cry and that feels yes. good and I just write it okay. out it's kind of like renewal of the mind kind of like with Romans so it falls all into that so that's what I basically do I pray about it first because I don't like to just journal whatever I'm not like one okay. of those people that oh you know so I just I have to pray mm, first about it no that's good yeah that is really good yeah so as, let's talk about your blog. Did you always want to start a blog? If not, how did the idea of your blog start? I know we kind of talked about it, but if you want to like refresh a little bit, that way <laughs> someone's like, hey, I want to do a blog, but I absolutely have no idea. Um, <laughs> yes, great question. So I think in college, God kind of mm-hmm. placed the idea in my in my mind, in my heart, and mm-hmm. I like other times in my life, pushed it to the side and (laughs) kind of justified not doing it. And God just Mm -hmm. continued to place it firmer, firmer. Is that even a word? More firmly (laughs) (laughs) onto onto my heart. Um, And -hmm. that thought just really never left. And then Mm -hmm. in quarantine, I had all this or not. It was before quarantine, um, before I had a Mm -hmm. job, I just had so much extra time on my hands that I really thought that it would be the time to take that step of faith and start yeah. it. So if you're thinking of doing it, I would highly recommend it. It's been great. Um, I've seen a lot of blessings that have come through that, uh, especially just getting to educate my friends and family on Catholicism. Mm-hmm. I've had great Instagram messages and you know comments or texts text messages with some friends being like, Hey, I had no idea that that is actually what is taught or, you know, my grandparents are Catholic. And so I always thought that Catholics did X, Y, Z and your blog has really opened my eyes. And it's just been such a blessing that, and I'm so grateful that God is using me in this capacity. That's awesome. And I hope you continue to grow with your blog. Thank you. Do you have writer's block when you're doing a blog post or how do you know like what to post? Like how does that work for you? Yeah, um, I definitely have writer's block sometimes mm-hmm. and I, but I also, because this blog is more for fun and I'm using it just to be a vehicle of God, a vehicle yeah. for, for God, I mm-hmm. don't necessarily put that pressure on myself. So if I'm not really feeling any nudge by the Holy spirit to write a specific topic or to write anything that I simply don't. I know other people are, are a little more into it and a little more serious or have different mm-hmm. objectives in mind for blogging. Mm-hmm. But because this really is, I view this blog really as just a way for me to serve God that if mm-hmm. I don't, if I'm not feeling the Holy spirit move, for me to write a post, then I just don't like, I don't because I want it to be successful and I want it to, I want it to achieve what God's wanting it to achieve. So I just, that's I good. just listen to him and he calls all the shots. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Cause sometimes when I read certain things, I'm just like, Oh, that could have done been better or right. something. You know, so that's good that you just like, read do you have any favorite saint? If so, can you tell me about why you picked the saint? <sighs> yeah. So that is, that is, <laughs> a good that is a good question because 
Mm-hmm. I might be the only, not the only, but I am probably in the minority of practicing Catholics that don't have great relationship with saints. So I love the saints mm-hmm. and I see their purpose and I see why God gave them to me or gave them to us mm-hmm. as the church um, and for each other. But I have, I think it's probably my Protestant upbringing and just that I wasn't raised around saints or around the emphasis okay. around them. So I mm-hmm. mostly focus on my relationship with the Lord. I have recently become closer with St. Teresa of Lisieux, who is my confirmation mm-hmm. saint. Uh, I read her, her, her letters called the journey of, oh, okay. think, isn't it the journey of the soul? Right? No, that's not I'm it. Not it's not out. the Listen. journey of the soul. <laughs> I'm looking it up. <laughs> oh, it's the story of a soul. Yes. Okay. So I read that and that was just really, really touching. And she's my confirmation saint. So I love her and I love St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, as I mentioned earlier, because she was a convert as well. Um, so those are probably my two biggest or my main ones, but that is an area of my faith that I am looking to improve. That's awesome. I hope you do. Why do do you think people who are not Catholics always say that Catholic faith has a lot of rules or compared to the Christian faith? Like, oh, they don't have this kind of want to talk a little bit or just give like a summary kind of like about it, I guess? Yes. So are you asking just why people think that Catholics have a lot of rules compared to their Protestant yeah, because you know how, because you know how they certain people say, "Oh, well, to be a Catholic, you have to like oh, go to confirmation, yeah. you have to do baptism." Okay. And the Christian faith, I guess they just baptize you. I mean, yes. I'm not quite sure, you yes. know, because I'm not Christian. Obviously, I'm Catholic. So, do you want to talk a little bit about like what confirmation is and baptism with us versus like them? Just a little yes. summary. So, I think in or to summarize why I think a lot of people think Mm -hmm. that we have a lot of rules per se Mm -hmm. is because Mm -hmm. Protestants really just focus on the relationship. So as long as you believe, then you are saved. And we as Catholics Mm -hmm. believe that faith is very important as it's, as it's dictated in scripture. But we also realize that us acting on that faith is important too. So Mm -hmm. you can't just claim to be a Christian, but you know, are you actually living like you are? Because if you're not living like you are, then you're probably not saved in the first place. Um, and then our, our rules or the reason why we have to do things isn't because some man a thousand years ago, you know, (laughs) dictated that for us in our church teaching, but it's rather Jesus Uh, fully man and fully God decided those rules for us. And he gave that to us yeah. and it's given to us in his, in scripture. So it tells us you can repent and be baptized. So we are baptized <laughs> and each yeah. of the sacraments, there is reason for it in scripture and there's reason for it in church teachings and tradition. Uh, but that is a conversation that would take the entirety of, the post to kind of go through Probably. each each rule per se, but just yeah. that you know it wasn't it wasn't man who made the rules; it was God, and we follow them because they were given to us by God, and it's not up to us to decide that we don't want to do the rules. Yeah, 
maybe a different podcast <laughs> for a different day. <laughs> On a much lighter note, let's talk about dating in our faith. Have you ever dated someone that was not Catholic? And do you think we should date someone who doesn't have our faith? Or should we? how should we introduce someone to Jesus? I guess that's what I'm yeah. trying to say. Mm, okay, so growing up Protestant, <laughs> I have... Mm. Have I? I think I've dated more Protestants than I have Catholics. I'm trying to think, <laughs> but um, definitely. So, to me, now you kind of have to figure out mm-hmm. where you personally stand with this. Mm-hmm. But to me, the most important thing is them being a seeker of truth. So, if they mm-hmm. are, you know, well, one, they have to be, they have to be Christian because we are told in scripture that we can't be unequally yoked. So, they have to be a Christian, yeah. but it's important for me, for me to be with someone that is a seeker of truth. So, if they're Catholic mm-hmm. or if they're a Christian, that they're always trying to find the, find the truth and not just be like, oh, well, this feels comfortable for me, or this is what I believe. But rather, yeah. you know, why do you believe that? And is that the ultimate truth? Um, that's really important to me. And what was the rest? What was the rest of my question? <laughs> like, um, if, that's okay. If someone is pretty much like, you know, hey, I don't know Jesus. Like, you know, how would you talk to? Them okay, about so it? like, if you're dating uh, someone, or like, okay. if, if you like someone, yes. can you catch the feelings? <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> this is. This is some, this is a hard truth, ladies. A hard truth. If they are not a Christian, do not do not even entertain it. Do not do it. Don't yeah. go there. Like, just don't do it. You are saving yourself a whole lot of heartbreak. You're in trouble. In trouble. <laughs> yes. And like, let's keep in mind that the our purpose on earth is to get to heaven. So mm-hmm. our circle of friends, the person that we date should everything you know the activities that we're involved in they should all be pointing us to holiness they should all be encouraging us to get to heaven not saying that you should not be friends with any non-believers but if Mm -hmm. you are looking to be in a romantic relationship with someone if that's supposed to be your Mm -hmm. person then your person needs to be pointing you to heaven and they're not going to be able to do that if you are the one who's going to have to like be their missionary and and minister to them that's a great, you know, you can do, you can be their friend, you can invite them to mass, but you should not be in a relation, in a romantic relationship with them as Mm -hmm. you would be unequally yoked. Yeah, because being unequally yoked would not work out. I have had friends where they weren't, you know, Christian or just bad trouble and it wasn't working and when I told them like you know the bible wants us to be you know equally yoked, they would be like what is that do you want to explain that like if mm. someone's listening like yes hey I don't know what that means okay. or what, what are you talking about so- equally yoked, you know? <laughs> yes okay so I believe I'm now I'm gonna say this I'm gonna totally butcher this but that okay. that came you know that was a cultural um image at, at the time when the bible was written as I believe it was like oxen would be mm-hmm. yoked together to like pull the wagon mm-hmm. or pull the whatever the plow behind mm-hmm. them or whatever. I guess they didn't have plows back then. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and if they were equally yoked, then the mm-hmm. oxen would move together and it would be a lot faster and it would be efficient and it would be successful. If they were unequally yoked, 
than they wouldn't like the the thing going around their neck kind of holding them mm-hmm. together wouldn't enable them to be successful and the job would be um void like the job wouldn't get completed it would be a really bad job it would be an unsuccessful plow or they wouldn't be able to pull the wagon well or um yeah or whatever so when we talk about being unequal when we talk about being unequally yoked we are talking about being with someone that's not going to be leading you to heaven so being with an unbeliever would result with you being unequally yoked does that make sense yeah and yeah, it does. And can we talk about if we're dating someone that is not a faith, how should we invite them to church? Because a lot of times we usually date some people that maybe they're fall off the wagon or maybe they just are agn- um, agnostic. They don't know. And sometimes they do become Christian or Catholic or whichever faith. How should we invite them? Because I know I have had friends, and myself included, where we can be a little pushy, like, hey, come to church, there's donuts afterwards, <laughs> you know? So how would you, like, do it in, like, a slight, like, kind of way? Yes. They would okay, come. well, first of all, the beginning of we that the question donuts. was <laughs> if you're dating someone. And ladies, mm-hmm. I want to encourage you again, just if you – you should not be dating them. Like, you should not mm-hmm. be. Um, yeah. You should – only be dating them if they have a personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so that is to answer my question. If you're dating someone, how should you invite them to church? You, that Mm -hmm. you should not be put in that position because that shouldn't be a thing. Um, you know, beforehand, if how to invite someone to church as if they're your friend, that's totally acceptable. You definitely should be doing that. You should be ministering to the people that you are around. That is what, Mm -hmm. that is why God placed you in your spot with your friends because you are supposed to minister to them and bring them to church. So I would say invite them often and (laughs) invite them to everything that you can. (laughs) Um, I know that it can be hard to invite somebody to mass if that is something that is like really turned off to them. So I encourage you to invite them to not only mass, but also any activities that your church has. Like I know that my church has really fun summer activities or a worship night or, um, you know, like food truck fundraising event and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And that was a great way to invite them to your church to have them kind of test the waters a little bit Mm -hmm. and then second be like hey you know I had a lot of fun with you today I think that you would really enjoy being plugged in here would you like to come to mass with me next week yeah I think it's a good idea to do that because I feel like a lot of times some people do become pushy and then they don't come but I always say also pray about it too pray for their heart pray for that they also seek God too you know that way you're not just like, hey, you want to come, you know? So yes. I think also praying for them. Yes. I'm glad that you mentioned too. that. Yes. Because I was only thinking of like the invitation part. <laughs> but yes, pray for pray for your friends. Pray, 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 pray. Yeah. Can we talk about the difference in toxic and healthy relationships? I feel like at one point, at least one of us has gone through <laughs> toxic relationships. Oh, uh, good times. So, um, right. <laughs> Mine was last year. <laughs> Dang, well, you would have good advice about this, too. I don't want to be the only one talking about this. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, <there you> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, 
I'm with a good person now, oh, so good. that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, the difference in a toxic and healthy relationship. I guess just give like little like I don't know like signals, signs. signs. I don't know. I mean, if there are verbally or physically abusive in any way ladies mm, yeah not a good sign I mean I mean there's mm-hmm. like so many reds there's so many signs oh this is what mm-hmm. I've learned this is what I've learned okay so there's you know obviously so many different signs for me mm-hmm. recently <laughs> not recently I don't know I I don't want to bash this person um you can call him back <laughs> <laughs> I would say that it's really easy for us as females to just kind of turn the blind mm-hmm. eye and be like, well, yeah. nothing is really glaring. Nothing is like a red, mm-hmm. a red flag. But when there is yeah. a lot of little orange flags, mm-hmm. that compounds yeah. to a red flag, ladies. Like, let's remember that, you know? So ne- there's not, there may not be necessarily one big red flag but if there is several orange flags it might as well be one big red flag and I'm just gonna say it that you that you deserve more yeah and then I'm gonna also add the elephant in the room a lot of times a lot of our friends will say hey we don't like it for a specific reason and if your friends or family are telling you they don't like him and you're still like oh but I love him listen to that because I was very gullible <laughs> about that. you know I, so, yeah just that, that is a good there. one that is a good one you know just throwing it out there wasted a year oh. <laughs> oh, but you're in so much, such a better place because of that you know and like yeah I god has used yeah. that and restores and does i just i don't know <laughs> Should we have community in our friendships? Like, I know it's important to have community, but what about, like, you know, in our faith? Should we hang out with other Christian women or should we have friends that are non-Christian? Like, how important is Mm. that? Especially for couples, too. Like, should we base hanging out with, like, Catholic couples or just like, hey, dude, let's grab a drink or whatever. Not that there's nothing wrong with that, but you know what I mean? Yes, I think this (laughs) is different for every person. I I. Mm -hmm. I one of my best friends is mm-hmm. isn't a believer, um, mm-hmm. and I use that opportunity, you know, to minister and to witness to her. Um, but mm-hmm. then I also have some really great friends that are believers, and I get together mm-hmm. with them regularly, and we are able to, you know, pray for each other and come come together as a group and lift each other up, which is just so beautiful. Um, so I would say it's actually important to have to have both because you know you we are called to get to heaven so we want to be surrounded by people mm-hmm. that are going to help us get there at the same time we're also called to bring as many people as we can with us and we're not going to be able mm-hmm. to do that if we only talk to christians and if we put ourselves in this bubble what would you yeah. say christina i think i would say both in some sense i think with dating if you're gonna go or marriage i would say probably stick to um like your christian friends like at least for advice because i wouldn't go to like the worldly because they're just gonna give you kind of like a biased opinion or outside opinion and it wouldn't it's probably not gonna turn out for the best because at least in my in my ways that have turned out you know but i i mean it is good to have both that way you can have different views you know 
But definitely for like dating, I would probably suggest or marriage, you know, whichever you're that's in. That's good. I definitely suggest maybe like somebody that's already mature in their faith. Yes. Uh, yes. I like that. Uh, what What is the best advice you have gone about dating or after a breakup? I feel like since it's 2020, a lot of relationships are ending. So what would what the someone that said like hey sis move on or whatever <laughs> kind of thing you know <laughs> like what advice <laughs> oh man something like that if you got really hyped about or something like you really needed to hear in that moment I guess oh shoot <laughs> hmm hmm <laughs> hmm I think it's super easy to, I don't know, like, I, okay, I would like to start this over. I'd like to start this question over <laughs> and say, and say that um, a lot of people will tell you, like, you know, just, just wait for the right one. And it is so mm-hmm. easy, but it is so true. And I know that I get really upset on when I look on Instagram and I will find these, like, Instagram bloggers who have, you know, mm-hmm. 4.5 million f- followers and they, so yeah, and they're breathtakingly beautiful and their husband is like the hottest person you've ever seen. And they will say something like, wait for the right one. And they're like mm-hmm. 21 years old, you know? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. uh, okay. You know, I'm older than that. Like I don't look like that. And it's really hard and it's, can get really cheesy and you want to be like well they could wait for the right one but like I'm not I don't have that mm. kind of pickings over here you know so yeah. as cheesy as it is I would say that really like wait for the right one wait for the one that is going to point you to Christ in, in all things um not just who's going to make you laugh. Like that's important. Who's mm-hmm. going to, um, you know, he's like, who's your best friend and who you can do anything with. All mm-hmm. of that stuff is really important and it should be there. But the most important thing is who's going to help you get to heaven. Yeah. Very true. I like that. How important is it to have a life outside of your relationship? I feel like sometimes people get attached quickly and forget about their friends. So, like, what would you do in kind of that scenario? Or, like, what would you say? Mm. Yeah, you know, like, sometimes we, we have, oh, I like him. And we went together for, like, four months or five months, whatever. And then when they break up, like, a year later, and they're like, Oh hey Brittany, let's hang out. Oh my, who are you? Oh my goodness, freaking (laughs) retweet, freaking retweet. That is (laughs) that is the worst, and we all know girls that have done that, and we all ourselves. I can name a few. (laughs) Have been guilty of that as well. Mm -hmm. So let's all give each other some grace, and Mm -hmm. you know, for someone else who's reaching out, give them some grace. You yourself, it's Mm -hmm. important to set boundaries. And, you know, you don't have to see them every day. Like, I really see this a lot in, in my friends. And I understand, like, you're in love with that person and you love hanging out with them. And it's a good sign mm-hmm. that you want to hang out with them every day. But it's as important as it is to have physical boundaries. It's also important to have emotional boundaries with someone that you're dating with. Yes. Because we are not yes. married. And so we should not get to a level that is only appropriate 
in marriage. Um, so one of those boundaries would be like not seeing each other every day because we are still investing in our friendships and our family and those outside of that one specific person. Yeah, I'm currently reading, talking about that. I'm currently reading a book called Boundaries and Dating. It's by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And I, it's like a, um, a question awesome. book, actually. And they just talk to you about, like, how relationships should be and how they should treat you right. Because, you know, we all, we all have that one toxic one and my boyfriend is and I we have a long relationship like like two hours but I like to have like you know let's hang out on certain weekends it's like FaceTime you know like that stuff but there are people who have had you know like that girl that attachment really quickly you know yeah honestly relationships as much as they suck and are really Mm -hmm. hard they're kind of the best Mm -hmm. of both worlds Mm -hmm. because then you're also you you don't have like you ha- you don't have to see them every day. And I know that you want to see them every day, but then yeah. you also have that mm-hmm. built-in boundary of spending your time mm-hmm. elsewhere. It's like that, like, I don't know, I don't, know how to exp- I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but it's like having that honeymoon stage not being over because you're like, we, we only been together for like two months, so it's still fairly uh-huh. new, you know? But like talking and like, okay, I won't see you this time, I'll see you next weekend. So when we see each other again, it's kind of like, oh my God, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's it's definitely important though to have for sure have boundaries um do you want to talk about a little bit about boundaries and what what they mean like if someone's listening it's like hey what is boundaries you know yes boundaries are always such a boundaries is this is a common topic of conversation among Mm -hmm. my friends and I it's something that is mm-hmm. very focused on in the church with young adults mm-hmm. and in teen ministry, et cetera. Um, so there's, you know, you should have physical boundaries of, mm-hmm. you know, protecting your purity. And that goes a lot farther than just sex. Like the, it is, mm-hmm. you know, living in purity. It's not just not having sex before marriage. There's a whole lot of other things yeah. that, you should not be doing (laughs) Um, way before sex comes into the picture. Um, So physical boundaries are important. And then as we just discussed, emotional boundaries are also really important because I think as females too, that is the hardest Mm -hmm. part to overcome or that's what makes a breakup so difficult. Yeah, and also the temptation to, I know, like, I'm not going to lie, I already had sex, and I wish I didn't, because the person I lost my virginity to, I cried mm. a lot, because I was 27, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I cannot believe that, you know, I had that happen, I mean, you know, I, we were both consenting yeah. about, you know, but at the same time, I thought this is the person I was going to be with forever, you know, like how we all yep. think, but I definitely do, um, Suggest way. What do you want to? Do you want to talk a little bit about that, like virginity and all that kind of? I yeah, guess? we totally can. Um, what do you want to talk about it? Like, what do you want to say? Um, I guess we can talk about like how, like in my case, when I lost my virginity, pretty much, I cried because I was that girl that wanted to save myself from marriage. But obviously, the temptation was there, you know. So when you have these temptations and obviously it is simple, what would you like, how would you overcome that? I guess is what I want to say. Yeah. 
not fall into yeah. that trap. <laughs> and then you pretty much get, you know, the feelings of not feeling good enough for yourself, right. feeling dirty for doing right. that, for doing that. You so know? I think first, like protecting yourself from that is. Mm-hmm. Setting mm-hmm. setting a physical boundary with your significant mm-hmm. other that is way mm-hmm. before, like, having sex. Your boundary should not be sex. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, we're going to do everything or it's okay to do everything up until having sex. Like, no, your boundary mm-hmm. should be way before that. Um, I've, I've heard a good analogy of if you're driving a really nice car and you're not mm-hmm. going to drive really close to – the side of the road you're going to be as cautious as possible you're going to drive Mm -hmm. as far away from the railing as you can right so um yes you know if that's how we treat a really nice car we should be treating our purity and our body with so much more respect than than Mm -hmm. that um so that's what I would say first of all and then second of all if you have had sex know that you can be forgiven and that you know, God wants to forgive you and that he loves you and that he is pursuing you and he, you can start again. I encourage you to go to confession. Don't, don't let the lie that the devil will tell you that you're not good enough for God's Mm -hmm. love and that you're not worthy of forgiveness because the devil is using that to keep you away from God when God really just wants to love on you even more. Yeah. Do you believe that the person you should that you're dating should have the same BB, which is values and vision? Oh, I think that definitely yes. I think that's hard. I think that's it's hard mm-hmm. to find someone that matches up perfectly. Um, yeah. because we all have different upbringings and we all view the world differently. But especially mm-hmm. when it comes to boundaries, you really have to make sure that you're both on the same page because you're not going to be successful if only one of you is driving for purity. Um, yeah. Very true. Yeah, I like the I like the VV. That's cool. <laughs> um, so I do think that it is important to have similar ones and ones that mm-hmm. honor the Lord in all things. Any last advice you want to give to anyone that is listening, either about the Catholic faith or just dating, that you would want to share? Oh goodness. Open question. Um, I think with like with the Catholicism, if if you're curious mm-hmm. about something, um, I encourage you to check out my my posts called LivingBeloved.com and check out Catholic Answers. Uh, Catholic Answers is a great resource. That's where I find a lot of my answers when I'm curious about something. It's really important that you go to some someone who is able to articulate the faith to you and someone who knows the faith well rather than someone who went to Catholic grade school and, you know, might remember what their sixth grade theology <laughs> teacher tells you t- told them, mm-hmm. but in reality they could be way off. Um, yeah. And as far as dating goes – I would just encourage you to pray about it Mm -hmm. and um, to give it to the God and don't rush anything. You know, like when it's meant to be, it'll be. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that can be that can be really tempting that we just like want a boyfriend so badly that we're we're willing to settle or we're yeah that we'll do anything yeah yeah or we'll change who we are um mm-hmm. for a boy but don't do it <laughs> we've all done it I feel like I won't <laughs> Layla where can we uh, if we want to connect with you where can the audience find yes. you yes um Check out livingbeloved.com. That's my blog. Mm-hmm. Or my Instagram is Layla.livingbeloved. Um, check either mm-hmm. of those out. Really excited to get connected with you. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to send me a message and I would love to <laughs> discuss it with you or give you resources that would answer a question. Um, we can talk about faith. We can talk about adulting things. We can talk about boys any of the above my favorite topics. So really excited to connect with you guys. Um, and that's where you can find me. And we will put the link in the show notes. Thank you so much, Layla, for being on my podcast. It has been so oh, much Christina, fun. Thank you so much for having me. I, it was a joy, a joy talking to you. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Same here. Take care. <laughs> Bye.